Next up, on an all-new Rick and Rick, AR Dragons are dive-bombing baseball fans. KFC busts a move with its new Bucket Banger Spotify mix. Plus ASMR affirmations for the creative director. The top five secrets of serious CX appeal and marketing tips from your mom. <laughs> and it all starts right here, right now. On the one show where everybody's name is Rick. And everybody rules the world. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation, welcome to episode, I think it's 217 of Rick and Rick Rule the World. I'm Rick Matheson, and I'm joined, as always, by my bro from another Mo, Rick Wooten. How you doing, Rick Wooten? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. Hey, we have a special listener. My uh, nephew texted me earlier today and said, I want to know how to get to your podcast so that I can listen to it. Oh, that's so awesome. shout out to the nephew. I won't use your name, but uh, appreciate the listen. Well, great. I'm glad that he is listening. We've got an awesome show for everybody today. So let's do this. You sent over this super cool thing today, this Dragon AR, where uh, it looked like the uh, Dragons were dive bombing the baseball stadium. What, what was that? So yeah, so I, I spotted this uh, on Twitter the other day. It's SK Telecom, and they're using AR to basically bring this fire-breathing, circling dragon to a baseball game. Now, I don't know exactly how this worked. I'm, I'm picturing that people had to hold up their phone, uh, but you know they were also projecting on a screen in yeah. the background so that you could see what it looked like. But this this dragon just basically comes out of nowhere, circles around the the uh, the stadium, jumps up onto the the, the big screen and actually it hits it midway. So you end up with these scratch marks as a claws to get to the top of it, perches on top, and then does a couple more loops around before the, the whole thing ends. It's it's really quite creative and impactful. I, I thought it was a Game of Thrones tie-in, right. and I'm not sure if it was or not. Khaleesi would be proud to see all this. Right. It looked amazing, you're right. I think that it was viewed through a mobile phone lens. Uh, that's how we saw it, but it was live AR as well on the big jumbo and it looked super cool. One of the better ones I've seen lately. Yeah, you know, this looks like something that uh, the Magic Leap could do, or at least pretend that they could do. It uh, It was really <laughs> a kind of a compelling experience. Um, you know, let me do an aside here. This is kind of funny. So uh, a couple days ago, uh, Magic Leap actually has a tie-in to the Game of Thrones. Of course. And if you come, come into uh, one of these, uh, these AT&T stores, you can go try it out. And so I'm like, okay, no problem. I'm in. Where do I go try it out? I pulled it up. Across the U.S., there is five stores. In the entire U.S., Jeez. there is five stores. And so Coming to I, a continent near you. Exactly. Um, so I, I tweeted back to him and said, hey, when are you going to get more cities? And the response back was, well, keep watching. We're going to do stuff soon. Oh, jeez! <laughs> but the you know the videos they're showing looked really cool, so it looks like it could be something that's kind of neat to see. I, I I do think they have one in San Francisco, so uh, when I'm up there for work, I'll I'll stop by and check it out. But speaking of dragons, NBC had a report that parents are naming their kids after their favorite Game of Thrones characters. I don't know why, hard to imagine, but this includes 560 baby girls in 2018 named Khaleesi and the unfortunate 11 girls whose parents thought it would be great to name them Cersei. That is Cersei, just, yeah. Yeah, that's that's, just, that's awful. Right. By the way, it was the only year Cersei registered in the baby name chart since 1880, and it probably won't be seen wow. again. That's just gross. But, uh, but across boys and girls, in 2018, there were six babies named Merlin, eight named Bran, 
14 wow. were named Theon, of all things. <laughs> 29 were named Sansa, which I can see that. 58 named Tyrion. 2,594 were named Arya. And get this, 173,204 babies were named Hoder. <laughs> totally kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> That'd be so funny. You know what his first word would be? Yeah, exactly. So, do you remember Laurel and Yanni? I do. So, and uh, red or blue dress, uh, gold dress, right? That's what it was. Well, in the same vein as all of that, someone posted a Twitter image, and I, I sent it over to you. It was a picture of a tennis shoe that apparently, judging from what colors you see in this tennis shoe, you know whether the right half of your brain is dominant or the left hand is dominant. So apparently, you're supposed to be right-brained if you see a combination of pink and white. And your left brain is supposed to be dominant if you see gray and green, which all confused the hell out of me because I actually saw pink and green. What did you Oh, see? really? Yeah, I saw both, one color from each. Well, I see gray and cyan, but I'm going to assume that's what they call blue. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I see the blue-gray. I don't, I don't see pink at all. I'm confused because... <laughs> I see yeah. two different colors on here. Now, all of which might be useful if research hadn't proven that there is no validity to left brain, right brain dominant thing. That is complete myth. But if it wasn't, I would have been really confused at that point. Because, of course, I heard Laurel and Yanni too. So both of them. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. I'll take this. I'll take this to the office tomorrow and I'll, I'll run it by a few people and see what people see. And I, I think it's going to be kind of split like the other one. And it's kind of interesting. I wouldn't have the comments that uh, somebody make what uh, Joe Pacheco uh, he, his response was awesome. And if you're colorblind, you have no idea what everybody's talking about here. Awesome. Well, everybody, so we hope you stay tuned because in our next section, the good, the bad, and the marketing, we are going to share the top five ASMR affirmations for creative directors. So stay tuned. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation. Don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one click at rickandrick.com. <laughs> And we're back. So I gotta tell you everybody, during last week's show, Rick Wooten shared this video from one albino wonderland, but she presented ASMR for artists. So ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, and it is total insanity. People listen to these people talking very softly, and you can hear the dryness in everything that they say. <laughs> they do this with little noises. And apparently it gives folks a pleasurable feeling of well-being combined with a tingling sensation in the scalp and down you know to the back of the neck uh, rick had found this one from albino wonderland who did a asmr kind of affirmations for artists when i i spotted this i sent it to you right away and uh it, it to your point i mean i i immediately cracked up because the uh, the point of it is she's going through these different uh, affirmations that uh, hit really close to home for graphic designers. And so, uh, you know, she goes through some of the lines are like, your relatives will never ask you to design a business card or logo because they understand graphic design is its own unique skill. You know, it's just, it's just, it's clever. It's funny. It made me laugh. But yeah, Rick Wooten was so inspired by Albino Wonderland and her ASMR for artists Somehow I got enlisted to come up with ASMR for creative directors. Not sure how that worked, but uh, next time I get to be inspired, okay, Rick? I'm going to give you an assignment. As an homage to Albino Wonderland's ASMR for artists, I've put together Rick and Rick's top five ASMR affirmations for creative directors. Because you need to say it. 
to see it. Number five, <laughs> this time the client will not want to make 97 minor tweaks to the banner ad. <laughs> Number four, the client will be thrilled the million dollar augmented reality app that you created was downloaded by 14 different people. <laughs> Number three, your edgy tattoos and artsy glasses really set you apart from somebody somewhere. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> winning the local patio totally makes up for missing the birth of your son. <laughs> Number one ASMR affirmation for creative directors is the logo is as big as it needs to be. The logo is as big as it wants to be. The logo is as big as it's going to be. You mother dumb fungus of a clown. <laughs> So those are our top five ASMR affirmations for creative directors who are apparently trying to build themselves up. It sounds like they're having a pretty bad time of it from our top five. So but just remember, you need to say it to see it. All right. A couple stories that came out big this last week. Burger King. We talked about Whopper Detour, the app. And I think we included it in our top 10 lists of best mobile in 2018. I just saw a thing today that they won a bunch of awards for it. So Burger King at the One Show 2019 won Best of Discipline, four golds, 10 silvers, eight bronzes, wow. and 21 merits. So congratulations. Wow. Well, part of what had me thinking about this is I sent you this piece from Ad Age. Burger King, and I guess it started in Mexico City, but now it's expanding into LA. They're doing traffic jam Whopper to deliver Whoppers right to the car door when you're stuck in a traffic jam. You can order by voice. Works with their app, the same one that they used in Whopper Detour, which enabled people to get a special discount whenever they were, what was it, within 800 feet of a McDonald's? And I guess the delivery range is always within a three kilometer radius of a Burger King restaurant. Now, Domino's did this with delivery hotspots at beaches. So you could be at the beach or the ballpark or whatever, and you could order pizzas to have it delivered there. I'm not totally sure how they're going to do this on a freeway and how they would get the delivery over to the car if they're stuck in traffic. When they did it, yeah. Burger King's daily delivery orders in Mexico City jumped by 63% and the download rate for the BK app jumped 44%. And they're saying this is not a stunt. This is something that they plan to continue and bring to other cities. So, you know, it kind of had me at Burger King delivers. Right. It's, it's a cool idea. And again, kudos to Burger King. I think it's, I think it's kind of cool. I think it's, I think it's different. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm stoked they're winning awards for this because I think it's some of the most creative stuff that we're seeing. And it's not your traditional ad on TV. It's, it's got a viral aspect to it. It's got a, a physical aspect of, to it as well. Now, if Taco Bell ever does this, that could be dangerous. <laughs> So anyway, and speaking of fast food, KFC, did you see this? They've got this bucket banger yes. Spotify list. So according yeah. to Adweek, KFC has been explicitly mentioned in 46 different hip hop songs over the past 30 years. 
apparently Run DMC, the Beastie Boys, Kanye West, MIA, and Kendrick Lamar have all somehow mentioned KFC in their songs. So now KFC France is returning the favor by paying tribute to hip hop with a bucket banger Spotify playlist devoted to those songs. I didn't even know hip hop was that big in France. And frankly, I'm not even sure I knew KFC was a big thing in France. Chef Boyardee's got to be pissed. But uh, the billboard, I don't know if you saw that, but the billboard, it sounds cooler just for being in French. It reads something like, I'm butchering it, a quand le hip-hop rend homage, KFC, KFC rend homage à hip-hop, which I guess is loosely translated to when hip-hop pays tribute to KFC, KFC pays tribute to hip-hop. And some of the lyrics are great. I mean, I've never caught these before, so... Uh, Run DMC in the uh, song UBLN said I was chilling in KFC just mind my business eating food and finger licking (laughs) (laughs) okay well when we come back it is time for loaded questions the CX cells edition so we'll be right back hey Rick and Rick Nation Rick and Rick are back here and it's time for questions. The part of the show where we pose questions about some of the current developments in marketing, media, tech, and pop culture. Rick Wooten plays in studio, and you all are welcome to play wherever you listen to Rick and Rick Rule the World. And uh, we've got three questions today, Rick, that are all around CX. So are you ready to play? Loaded questions. Bring it on. Okay. So question one, according to a recent survey of 4,000 people in the U.S., which of these is not in the top four things consumers value most in CX or customer experience. A, speed, B, friendliness, C, knowledge, D, convenience, or E, personalization. Which of these is not one of the core four top things that consumers say they value most in CX? Hmm, I'm going to guess knowledge. The answer is E. So personalization, believe it or not, was not in the top four things that customers say they value most. So according to PwC's Global Consumer Insights Survey, nearly 80% of American consumers say they value speed, convenience, knowledgeable help is what that was, and friendly service as the most important elements of a positive customer experience. These top four really were in that 75 to 80% of the people were saying, this is what's really important to me. And personalization just fell slightly below that. And part of it, you know, go ahead. It threw me a little bit because first I was thinking, okay, but isn't personalization part of the friendliness and the convenience part? Because if if you're personalizing the experience, it's going to be much more seamless and much more tuned to me. But it is possible that the consumers, the way they answered the question or the way the question questions were phrased may have overlapped there and not realized it. So personalization may be higher than folks realize, but I'm not sure I would put knowledgeable help. Apparently 80% of consumers feel like, you know, if they go to the person that's in the store and ask them something that they can help them, that is a really, really big deal. And there is a human element and maybe more of a human element than we have been realizing lately. We've been going to automation so quickly that maybe we need to also build in that literally human connection into digital experiences. Yeah, you know, I was just, uh, I was speaking with uh, a candidate today. I was interviewing them for a job and we were talking about uh, globalization and localization. And uh, one of the the fascinating things, I, I asked her question, I said, what do you, what, what kind of trends are you watching for in, in the localization industry? You know, and of course, one of the first things that comes up is uh, computer aided or automated uh, localization translation. 
Sure. And her point was very similar to the one you just made, which is it sounds great and it's super useful and it helps to reduce cost, but without the human element to it, it's usually wrong. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that's still the case with a lot of the other automation. So question number two, according to that same survey, what percentage of consumers say they'll walk away from a brand they love after just one bad experience? A, 33%, B, 16%, C, 44%, or D, 71%? I'm going to go with 71%. I know this ends up being a high number. The answer is A. So one in three consumers, roughly 32%, say that they will mm -hmm. walk away from a brand they love after just one bad experience. I think it's that brand they love part of it because absolutely, I'm sure most surveys, if it was just like, would you walk away from your bank if you had a bad experience? 71% and up would say yes. You know, what, regardless of what the number is, you have a really big opportunity to lose a customer if you don't yeah. treat them well. I saw the study cited in Harvard Business Review that said that 50% of consumers will bail on a transaction after just 10 seconds of friction. So yeah. that part of CX, that speed and convenience part from Absolutely. the earlier question are big deals as well. And consumers just apparently are not very forgiving. There's a stat, I've seen it, and I uh, I don't recall who did it. it. It could have been one of the big retailers. It could have been Amazon. I'm not sure who it was. Uh, but the point was for every one second that it takes for your website to respond, there is a measurable decrease in your conversion rate. And, yeah. and by measurable, I'm talking like 10 or 15%. Yeah. And so for every one second, so by the time you get to 10 seconds, you're losing a lot of people. Question number three is, which of these sayings that mom, dear old mom used to say when we were growing up, could also hold true to marketers in how they're interacting or building relationships with consumers? A, if you stare at a screen all day, it will scramble your brain. B, when you have kids, I hope they treat you just like you treat me. C, don't talk with your mouth full. Or D, because I said so, that's why. So which of these momisms also holds true for customer experience? I'm gonna guess the first one about scrambling the brain. You are absolutely correct. I think all of these actually could be worked into marketing-isms too, but in yeah. this particular piece in CMO, the answer was A, if you stare at a screen all day, it'll scramble your brain. It's kind of funny because I thought I was always, you do that, you'll go blind. Oh, wait, I was wrong. That was the wrong momism. Never mind. As CMO puts it, as marketers, we're not worried about our screen time, but we should be worried about focusing too much of our time on one screen or one channel. Our focus needs to be on cross-channel experience across multiple touch points. I believe most retailers have 26 different touch points across mobile phone, desktop, etc. There are a lot of moving parts that can break down and that could create the kind of friction that folks are like, nope, never mind. And I think that's kind of one of the points here is really mapping the customer journey across all of those devices, all the use cases for however consumers might be interfacing with your brand and remove the pain points. Absolutely agree. All right. Thank you, Rick, for playing Loaded Questions. Thanks for listening, everyone. And please come on back for the next episode of Rick and Rick, because you never want to miss the one show where everybody's name is Rick and everybody rules the world. Thanks so much, everyone.